0: So the most important thing for anybody is like to treat this like a business. You are worth it because this is your business. Oh, and then another thing, why you're worth it. It doesn't matter how much followers you have. You have an audience, like follower counts doesn't mean like it's not necessarily equivalent to the conversion rate. You could have a very small following, but everybody's super loyal like whatever you tell them what you like they go buy it or you can have a million followers people just scrolling through because you know whatever you post it's like they don't really care what you use they just like the photo it just like it really doesn't matter so just like you have to treat yourself like a business and you're
1: worth it your time is worth it Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fichels, and for any new listeners around here, this is a place for holistic storytelling, to showcase a variety of people in all different walks of life. From those with life lessons to share, to entrepreneurs discussing growth, influencers with a mission behind their message, or just friends for a fun chat, experts to educate, We do not discriminate. (laughs) We have a whole bunch of topics, a wide variety of guests, because I think, personally at least, that sometimes we learn the most from the least expected source. So maybe you listen to today's episode with no intention of connecting, but then you hear about how Shuang had to overcome societal and traditional expectations, and you'll have a eureka moment of, oh yeah, me too. So, my advice, keep an open mind with everything in life and you'll be wise. Uh, and on the topic of an open mind, I just figured to start out this little intro, I'd share some things that have been helping me keep an open mind and expand my thoughts and just overall diversify my mind because I think that's a huge part of wellness just as much as your physical. So, I know it's cliche, but meditation has been something I've been enjoying I think what's important to remember, though, is that with meditation, you do not have to do it one way. So sometimes I'm sitting in silence doing meditation. Sometimes it's laying down on my yoga mat and kind of blissing out in meditation after a workout. Uh, Sometimes I do like walking meditation when I'm out in nature. I think you can define what meditation means to you, but it's a great way to open the mind and just kind of go within, you know? Uh, Besides that, new music. So I'm someone where if I find an artist or a song or an album that I like, I will listen to it so many times until I can't listen to it without like smashing my phone off the wall. Like it gets, it's so bad. I'm the same way with food. I'm the same way with everything in life. So finding new music that has like a different melody or beat to it or sometimes like just finding binaural beats or like ambient music with no vocals is just such a good way to surprise your mind of like, oh, you're not listening to George Ezra again? What's happening? (laughs) So that's one. Uh, Books are obviously something that's amazing. You guys know I have lots of books, but I struggle to actually sit down and read them. So I'm slowly working my way through my (laughs) stack of books, but I think that's amazing. Some that have really been beneficial to... My overall mindset, I would say, have been when things fall apart, the untethered soul, um, the universe has your back, and big magic. And eat, pray, love. So those are all open contestants. I recommend them. And I have more recommendations coming, I promise. (laughs) Uh, Besides that, then also just being aware of other content I'm taking in. So on Instagram, trying to diversify my feed. I started out very deep in the food space, so I followed a lot of food people. Now I don't care as much about food and recipes, so I've really diversified and cut down on who I follow. Uh... I still follow lots of just food and recipe accounts, but I also follow a lot of inspirational, motivational, spiritual, expansive accounts that sometimes post content I don't agree with um, or just not content I don't agree with, but content that gets me thinking. So they might share something. And at first I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I realize like, oh, my reaction to that is because I'm not comfortable discussing that topic with myself. So it's just like a good way to, I don't know, analyze your thoughts in that retrospect. Uh, so then on that also, like, YouTube is something I've never been into before, but I've started to like it after becoming, like, I love my friend Mal. She's been on the podcast before. Mel's Fit Kitchen, you guys know and you love her. Uh, she's had two episodes and her YouTube is just phenomenal. And because I watch her YouTube, I've also been I've also started to find other YouTube channels that I like and I think what's interesting about that is it's just another medium. It's another way for me to take in content so it keeps my mind fresh. You know, I can find content that is different from Instagram. And in that same retrospect, um, figuring out like new podcasts to listen to. So besides listening to my podcast, I suggest you also diversify what you're listening to. So I used to always Be listening to the health and wellness ones. And while that's great, it can also lead to, like, obsession. Because if that's all the content you're taking in, that's all you're thinking about. So that's why I try to personally diversify what guests I bring on so that it's not, like, another recovery episode, another health episode, another business episode. Like, I try, if you look at release sequence, I try to keep things fresh. And I hope you appreciate it. Um, But anyway, so... One or two podcasts I like to listen to that are just out of the box and get my mind thinking in new ways are, um, well, ones, they're, (laughs) so I struggle to have fun and laugh in life. I know that sounds so stupid, but it's very true. So I try to listen to things that make me laugh. So Armchair Expert by Dax Shepard is 100% a yes. Uh, I also have been loving The Real Real with Natalie Barbeau. She's coming on the podcast and hers is just Amazing so diverse and i just love that. And then also my friend Kaylee introduced me to it, but it's called Table Manners, and it's hosted by these like British or English ladies and oh, i love their accents. And they've interviewed like George Ezra, John Legend, uh, who else was the other one? Oh, uh, like Dua Lipa, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. So i just love it. They're so fun and funny. They just they like have the interview over dinner time or something it's hilarious just go check it out um but anyway so yeah those are just little ways you can diversify the content you're taking in and your life and just be open-minded to new things it's like spring cleaning for your for your brain you know out with out with the old and in with some new um but yeah so back to today's topic the reason I wanted to talk about that is because it is a you know different one it's a diverse Episode because it's not just health and wellness based. We it's actually swaying from the infamous IG Instagram Shuangy's kitchen sink, and I wanted to have her on the show because not only is she a badass in the food blogging business world, but she's also absolutely hilarious and down to earth kind. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off the entire time silently, of course, and um, you know, even just in explaining her story, she just finds moments to interject. Some humor, which I appreciate uh, because I struggle to laugh. <laughs> so, um, if you're not familiar with her, she's a f- major food blog and Instagram account that has just really rocketed in growth since her start. Her recipes are healthy, simple, and delicious. She's so friendly and engaged online, and that's just what I love about her. Uh, so, how she got here, though, is quite the story, and she explains that transition. In this episode, from corporate world to starting a hobby and now being her own boss, it took time and dedication and most importantly, letting go and overcoming the expectations of society and traditions. It's something she had to do, you know, to go against these beliefs of society and her family and her, her own beliefs to even imagine this new career for herself and then to make it a reality, so there's lots of inspiration in there, humor, and some business work strategy. And I just hope you connect with something in it, something resonates with it, with you on a human level, and you can take a message away from it. You can find her on Instagram at Schwangies underscore kitchen sink and I'm at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. As always, if you'd like to support the show, please share this on your stories, tag us, let us know what you liked about it. You can go on Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review if you love the show. And also, I have a secret, not so secret, Facebook group. Just search for Let's Thrive. Um, I'm a grandma, so I don't know how to fully function on Facebook. So if you find the group, let me know what I'm doing right or wrong with it and help a sister out. So without further ado... Let's begin. You guys know that I take my desserts very seriously, and a key to my gluten-free baking is Otto's cassava flour. As a gluten and grain-free alternative, Otto's makes healthy baking easy and supports all types of lifestyles. Cassava flour acts as an easy replacement for typical wheat flours, making the transition to healthy baking even easier. I'm able to turn all of my old favorites healthy by making the quick and simple swap to autos, and the texture is truly impeccable. They do advise that when measuring by cups, reduce the volume by 25%, so instead of one cup of traditional, all-purpose flour, use three-fourths of a cup cassava. And if you measure by grams, then it's simple. Do a one-to-one ratio swap. One thing to note, however, is that with yeast, things can get tricky. Thankfully, Otto's has already done the work for you and has all the yeast-based recipes you'd need on their website. Easy as pie, no pun intended. (laughs) The first recipe I ever made the swap for was a chocolate cake. Can you believe it? My family doesn't follow the same healthy lifestyle as me, but I wanted to make a cake that we could all eat for the holidays. I took my then-favorite recipe and swapped the all-purpose flour for cassava flour, making it gluten-free and able for me to eat. It turned out so good that I had family members asking for the recipe. I've since then tricked them with healthy cookies, muffins, and more, all made with Otto's cassava flour. Some of my most popular recipes on Instagram actually are made with cassava flour, and I've since then turned many friends and family onto it too. The reason I love Otto's in particular is because their flour is of the highest quality and contains no fillers or odd ingredients, just 100% yuca, cassava, and water. To try this wonderflower for yourself and find joy in healthy baking again, head to their site at autosnaturals.com, where grain-free just got easy. And lastly, use code LETSTHRIVE, all capitals, for 15% off your order. It doesn't get better than that.
0: all the people around me started doing podcasts. I was like probably one of the latest person to listen to podcasts because I'm more like a visual person. And when I'm walking, when I go to work, like when I'm like commuting, I'm almost like, I'd rather just be in peace. Like, I don't, I don't want anybody to talk to me if I were to listen to something as music, like it's a calming music or like at the end of the work, I'm like, okay, I just like want to hear the birds. I'm like, (laughs) non-human voice again until like probably a couple years ago when I had my Instagram I started listening to a couple like Gold Digger and like all all those inspirational podcasts that's what I was like oh like that's why people listen to podcasts it's kind
1: of fun okay (laughs) I know I was I was new to them too like before I started mine I don't i had only started listening to podcasts like four months before starting mine uh and I think that's why like I was just so caught up in the excitement of them but um, yeah, and you know, they're not for everyone. I have, you know, I know so many people that they are more, you know, YouTube, like visual oriented, but mm-hmm. I do, I don't know. I love the audio version of it. And yeah, I'm excited for people to hear you though, because I just felt like they're, you're just such a like interesting, inspiring person and like you, ha- you haven't been on like a podcast yet. Right.
0: Uh, not one that's released.
1: Okay. Okay. I was going to say because I know whenever I'm like debating if I should have someone on, I'm always trying to figure out like if they've been on one before, and I hadn't been able to find anything, so um, I'm excited.
0: Oh, well, so I actually because I mean obviously our thing ha- has been pushed back a-, a bunch of times, but when you first approached me, I was like, well, I don't know reason. That I apologize like how I didn't respond for a while because I was like, okay, I don't know, I don't know what is going on. Now. <laughs> That? i can do this i don't want to be interviewed I, what if i say something stupid like there's gonna be like going live no um so then the funny thing so like it took me a while and then so i was just like i'm one of those like if i'm intimidated or like if i'm procrastinating which you know there are many reasons i'm procrastinating so this was one of those i was like i don't know this is like ugh. and then so i talked to Britt. so like, then when you followed up 'Cause I was like, okay, is that, you know, even if I say no, I'm gonna just have to let her know. Like it's I either yes or no. I have to say something. So I I was like asking Brett, I was like, Hey, like, you know, endless podcast. And then she was like, Oh my god, do it. It's so fun. Like literally she she like didn't even say anything. I was just like, Oh my god, do it, it's so fun. And then so I was like, you know what everything's gonna have a first and then so I so I told you yes and then um Sailor Bailey um so it wasn't so we were just like she was like oh do you want to be on, on my podcast so we're just more like a catching up and then we're just like you know we're just chatting there's not really much we like so we just chatted we were gonna talk about business but then it just kind of like turned out to be like Oh, like how Tom and I met. Working out, like balance, life, and eating. What do you like <laughs> most? Uh, blah, blah blah. Like just return into that. So that that was like last week. So this is more like still the first, but official.
1: Yeah, it'll be a bit more official, but still fun. No, I love that though, and I'm the same way. Like I, I when I'm intimidated by something, I I'm the worst. Where I just like go back and forth of like, should I do it? Should I not? And, um, but yeah, I'm happy you like reached out to Britt cause she, uh, you know, well Bakerita, Rachel Collins, she was also like on the fence about coming on the podcast. And then she texted Britt and she's like, yeah, do it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Brit is, like, bring you all the people, yeah, um,
0: this- is like, should we do it. It's going to be weird. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's so good at it. Like just do it. It's fun.
1: Yeah. she's just <laughs> getting me everybody, but you know, I love that, and so no worries at all. Everything happens when it's supposed to, so this is perfect timing. Um, you already got one under your belt, so you'll be good. Um, and if
0: I say anything like, you know what, I actually hate Instagram, Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then just like, bloopers, take that out. Love yeah. you guys. Yeah. I actually hate this brand. Yeah, <laughs> take everything, all the detrimental stuff out. But um, yeah. So no worries. It'll be it'll be good. Okay. Well, to start off, do you mind giving just a little. Introduction into who you are and what it is you do, and then we'll jump into all the good stuff. Okay,
0: hi everyone. Uh, My name is Shuang Shuang. I am the hands, um, the hands, the chef, and uh, the person behind Shuang Shuang's Kitchen Sink. Um, So I run the food blog, which where I share um, healthy and simple recipes um, that most people can make super super
1: accessible, Um, and yeah. I love it. No. And you have such a beautiful, not, not only beautiful feed, but your food is just so simple yet like jaw dropping delicious. I just, I'm blown away by it. So yeah. (laughs) And you've really turned this, you know, blogging and everything you do into your business, into your job, you're, you're an entrepreneur. So Did any part of your upbringing prepare you for this? Like, did you think you'd be a, you know, your own boss as a kid? What was, what were you like back then? What were you thinking of for your future? Um, Ashley, so that would be
0: the exact opposite of how I grew up. I would never picture myself as an entrepreneur. So growing up in China, um, my, so I would say, I had always said, I want to be a woman CEO. So now, I mean, technically, I am a woman CEO. You know, I, I'm a CEO. But as like growing up, I was like, oh, I want to be a woman CEO. I want to wear suits. I want to like tell people what to do. I'm gonna be in the office. I'm gonna be like, you know, super powerful. And then people be like, oh, what, what kind of company do you want to be a CEO for? And I'll be like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I just want to be a CEO. And then obviously, then I went into like, I want to be a doctor. I'm sure a lot of people are like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a firefighter, all of that. So I went through all that phase. But um, so basically growing up, how I was kind of brought up, um, how the society was and everything. um, I wanted to do bit, business. So that's why, well, well, one one thing I came to the United States for better education where I would have better opportunities and everything. Um, So in college, I did a a double major in psychology and economics, which I was thinking I would go into marketing because those two are the the most interesting to me. And then uh, after that, I continued to pursue my master's degree in commerce, business analytics. So nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. Um, so, um, that's how I was brought up. And then I worked at uh, one of the big four as my corporate job. That was my dream job, like how I was brought up. I wanted to do this. That was what I worked like my whole entire life towards. Um, so it's almost like, um, I'm trying to keep this more like not biased or anything, but I just feel like growing up um I almost didn't really feel like a hobby can be a career so hobby is a hobby career is a career career is where you make money you might hate it but then you you gotta do it you gotta learn to love it but you know you if you don't love it that's fine but hobby is like you're passionate about it but you know I don't think you can make money off of a hobby so that that's just how growing up my whole thing and then um so yeah Uh, To short answer to your question, there's nothing I grew up with that made me think like I would ever
1: be a trader. Well, I love the fact, though, that you were, it seems, always interested towards that business, you know, kind of like a leader role, kind of Um, being your own, well, you know, like your own leader type idea. So that is interesting. But then, you know, like, so you got your dream career, you're in the place where you're making your money, you're doing everything you ever imagined doing what makes you get you know interested in health or blogging what came first like so when did those i'm assuming hobbies kind of infringe more on your career life yeah
0: so what came first um i would have to say growing up again growing up in china health health and wellness is always like a big part of our lives like Chinese people is all about longevity like you know take things easy everything is like food medicine oh you're sick oh you don't need any meds just drink tea and ginger tea and like uh sleep it off or drink a lot of water like busy now still I never get sick. Even if I do get sick, um, I just like, I try not to take any meds. Like I'm just, I'm just going to drink a lot of tea and I sweat it out. I'll be fine. So that, that is how I grew up. Everything is basically how, what, what you hear in the food, um, in the health, health and wellness community right now, it's like food medicine, functional medicine, all of that. So, but then it was never really like, it, it it's part of my life. So I never thought like, this is interest. This is a hobby. Oh, I'm into it. It just, you know, how we live. So it's, I, I never thought about that um, until I came to the States and uh, I did high school and then I did college or whatever. So it's still the same way. I never thought this was a big deal. And then um, this one random situation. So uh, another thing I was The least media, social media savvy person I still am. That's why I. Would never do TikTok. Well, actually, I would never say never because (laughs) I I said I would never, you know, put anything on on Instagram, put myself out there, and then now I'm doing it. So you know, I'm still like I'll never do TikTok. I would never be able to do YouTube. Like I'm, I don't know what is Twitter. Twitter, like everybody talks about Twitter. I don't even have a Twitter. You know, like that that kind of thing. So my friends literally started my Instagram account, my personal account in college because I was like, this was way back then. Um, what when you were a kid, um, this, this was way back then when Facebook was still really popular. You know, when Instagram first came out, I was like, "What is this thing? Like, you can only post one photo. Like, no, I want to upload a whole album. Like, no, I don't. I don't want to do one photo. That's no, I can't do that." Um, so Instagram was in for about like everybody had had it, and finally my friend made me one. and I had it, whatever. And so when I was working um, at my corporate job, so just this random time I was doing BBG by Kayla and then I was, she, she did a pose or whatever and I was looking at the comment or like, so I might have set something in a comment to ask a question. And then um, the comment above me was um, a healthy kitchen something. Um, so I was like, oh, what is that? So then I clicked on it because it was like healthy kitchen or something food related. So I was very intrigued by the handle. And then I clicked on it. That was basically the beginning of it was smoothie. it, It was energy balls. It was like cookies. And then I was reading everything. It was all like clean eating, how to eat healthy, easy, like all, all of that kind of stuff. So of, of course, and then I started following a couple more through this one blogger. Um, but then again, I was a silent follower. I was like looking at everybody's stuff. And then I was like, wait, this is so, um, so then that was back then, not, not too back then. This was two, two years ago. Um, when adaptogens were really popular I feel like now it died not died down but like we have pulled back a little bit because it's not really accessible to most people it's really expensive but then this was two years ago when that first kind of came out it was like a trend so it was everywhere and then I was reading about it. I was like oh this is so cool like all of this mushroom or whatever can do all of these things but like and then I saw pictures of it and I was like this looks like something I grew up with. So I I went and looked it up in Chinese. I was like, literally all of these are adaptogens, quote unquote, is Chinese medicine. And then it's super cheap in China. And I grew up, but basically my mom will throw a couple pieces of tang kuei in the soup and like a couple pieces of reishi in like our stew. It's just like not a big deal. And then I know everything about it already. But then it was just really interesting the way um the American we well not even um, American the the what the Western food community um how they expressed it so that was initially how I got really interesting to me I was like you know it's like the my my background growing up in China and also this new thing I thought it was new but it was all I knew already so I also was like, actually, this is a really interesting way how they incorporate these. Like, you can actually make these things into powder and throw in your smoothie. Because growing up for me, it's you know, it's just different. Um, so that's how initially I had it. But I was just a silent um, follower for a year, a year or so, and then and then I started making really pretty smoothie bowls. And then Tom was like, so Tom and my mom are both like, you should start one, like, you know, all of these are really pretty. Now looking back, it's still not pretty, it looks like <laughs> hideous. But you know what now? You gotta start somewhere. Um and so then so I, I, I just remember I was like I stocked up on enough photos for two weeks before I started it. Cause I was like, you know, just in case something happens, I can't make content. So I barely did any research on what you should have like, oh, you need to use hashtags, all, all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I just started on the whim. Um, I can't remember what my post, first post was. So that's how I started it. And as a hobby, it, I didn't even think what it, I, I didn't even think it was gonna be a hobby. It it was more just like, oh, sure, like, you know, this is how I eat anyway. Why not share one? Because I, I started sharing a couple on my personal account. um. So it was like, you know, why not? So that's how I started it. And then I just kind of went spiralizing because, like, I found a community. I actually made friends on here. So it's not only about food anymore. At first, it's a lot about, like, I found a new community. Everybody had the same interest so this is how everything exploded for me in within, I would
1: say, like a year. Oh, I love that. That's so fascinating, too, that it was really the adaptogens that like pulled you into the whole realm. I, I love that. Um, I think everyone remembers when those like came out and it was such a yeah. such a trend. I mean, they were everywhere, honestly. Uh, so I love that. Do you remember like you said you started to build a community? That's when you really started to get pulled into it. Was there, you know, one or two people that you started to, you know, you became friends with back then, and they've grown alongside you now, and you guys are still kind of, you know, in the same space together on Instagram?
0: Um, yeah, uh, actually, so not we're, like, growing alongside, but just, like, I just remember this so, like, um, clearly, um, it was kill, kill in the Clouds, okay. Rosie, Ra- Ra- Rosie. <laughs> I remember this is like, we, I think we we started a similar time. Like she might have started a little bit earlier, but like we started a similar time, you know, like when you start a similar time with someone, you kind of like are aware of like who they are. So I remember this one time I was like out with Tom, we might be having dinner or something. So, you know, I had a couple of drinks and then this was one of those times, like, you know, people barely would DM you back then when you were, like, first starting, because no one, you you don't have any friends. Like, you you barely have any followers. You have a lot of fake followers, you know, like the the, the bots. Um, So I remember this, I got a DM from this girl. It was so random. So she was, like, she sent me a picture of... um, So basically, the whole, long story short... her nephew or maybe niece i can't remember uh was just born so or was about to be born so the story was kind of blurred um then she was asking a bunch of her friends or her like the her blogger friends to share a photo of a note saying well welcome to the world um peter whatever his his name was um sorry Rosie. um so basically she was saying welcome to the world and so she wants to make a collection of all all of these notes for um her nephew so so basically like she included me as one one of her friends so i was like wait people talk like you can actually you know talk pe- talk to people like your friends cuz you know this is all behind a screen i didn't even know these are all human behind the screen you know like who knows who's behind the screen um so i was like oh yeah for sure so that was like my first friend i mean you know you know if if you know rot she's like super friendly super sweet so no wonder she would she would be um the first one so she kind of brought me out of the shell a little bit and then i was like you actually can make friends. So that's how, um, I was, you know, I was able to, so I was brave enough. I met, I messaged a couple, um, bloggers. I really like your photos. Like, you know, I, I I was just wondering you, you seem like you have a really busy life. I want to know, um, how you handle it. You know, like the, the whole typical, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like like, I'll still get those sometimes now. (laughs) And I'm like,
0: I remember that.
1: I love you. That's why I want to know how you do
0: it, but you know we won't say I love you. That's too blunt. But it's like I really freaking love your account. So like, please tell me how you can handle because you seem like you have a nine to five or you're a busy mom. Like, how do you how take gorgeous photos? How you take your photos? What you use to edit? You know, all, all that. So that that's why. And then they all like did not like shy away from sharing it all. So that that's why it's till, still till nowadays. Whenever people ask me, I like. I mean, I, I use Lightroom. I use, um, my iPhone. Here's what I do. It, you know, like I, I, I don't shy away from those either because they helped me and then I'm going to help someone else. Um, but yeah, so Rosie was one of the first and then, so it's just one of those, like there might be have, have a couple like Brett. Um, so we met, we, we met, um, on on Instagram again it was one of those like I was obsessed with so I was definitely a fangirl to a lot of these people so um I was obsessed with her account and then we might have I might have just responded to her story or something I can't even remember how we like actually met but the funny thing is um we never officially met so we were talking a lot on Instagram and then last year so 2018 um we decided to have a blogger brunch in New York. So we were like trying to organize it anyway. At the end of the day, it's like we had to do it at her place because we couldn't find any places. So it was like super not official. Um, so then I decided to crash at her apartment. So it was just literally one of those situations like, oh, my friend who I met on the internet is going to stay at my apartment. Not a big deal at all, you know. This person's totally safe, mom. Uh, but anyway, so that's how I literally just walked into her apartment, slept there for two days, and that was the first time we met. Um, but we were talking back in 2018. and then now we're we're best friends. We talk like every day, and now during during this crazy time, um, we Zoom or not Zoom, we FaceTime, Zoom, whatever, um, every week. And but yeah, so that was another friend but there are definitely like a lot of them is one of those back then it was just fangirl like we I admire what you have you admire what I have and then we talk through stories you feel like you know them oh you, you know that feeling like you've been talking a lot you watch their stories you know their lives and then like you respond to their stories, you feel the same. And then when you go to Expo West or Expo East, when you can actually meet them, you almost don't say, nice meeting you. It's like, oh, like nice finally seeing you how is uh tom doing how's muffin doing and then i was like and then at one point i i was like telling people a story i was like oh yeah so so my husband um tom they're like oh we know tom you don't have to explain <laughs> that's your husband yeah your husband so it was just like a really i I was definitely really grateful like i found this community i didn't even know it was there
1: oh, i love that and i'm the same way where i had uh Friend, we were both starting out at the same time and you know, you just feel like you know each other so well. And yeah. eight months later, I actually flew down to Texas to stay with her, Casey, and it just felt so natural. Yeah, like you meet and it's just like yeah. oh, it feels so nice to like actually see you in person, but like you already know so much about each other. It just feels so it's truly like unreal. I mean, unless you you're in that like Instagram community it's just so odd to think that you can make such a great friend through it but it's true like you actually can so I'm right there with you
0: <laughs> yeah it's definitely like uh, it's the the first time that's why like whenever I go to Ad Expo West I actually I, I've only been once and the second time so this past year I mean it was canceled but if I wasn't planning on going it would just like so much energy drained out of me because every time when I see someone, I scream and then I go, it's like the typical time where, like, always make fun of me whenever I see girls I haven't seen for a while. So so this is how I feel. It's like I haven't seen you for a while. It doesn't feel like I've never met you, just like I haven't seen you for a while. I scream and then I go, oh my God! So this happens like about twice an hour at Ex the West. So There's it was really more <laughs> and then I definitely have a headache like by right the day. And then you go out to have dinner with another twenty girls. And it's like constant. You go to bed really late and then you get up early and then you do this all over again. Three days. That was like the I mean, it was the most exciting and like joy, a lot of joy, three days, but it was just like at the end of it, I was like, physically, I cannot do this one more hour. Like I need to get on the plane. Don't talk to me for like five days.
1: I know. Cause you have to fit all your social, you know, you won't see them for a while. So you have to fit all your socializing in. Yeah. yeah it's like a conference. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a big old party, but, um, so you, you had the Instagram then and it was growing. At what point did you decide, you know, to start the blog? When did you feel, I guess, you know, like confident enough or, successful enough to start into blogging and to start really you know evolving as a brand um so that's a really interesting question so I've been only
0: like a year into blogging blogging um I'm definitely still learning a lot so this is um one of those situations I had a really successful, successful Instagram account. And then I definitely had a passion, I want to like share what I know, I want to share all the content to benefit my followers, you know, all of that. Um, I think at one point, I started realizing or just like, I can't remember what happened. Oh, it was because um, it happened many times, as you know, Instagram constantly changed their algorithm and then you just feel like you're not in control you know whatever they decide you can do really well and then you can grow really fast or they're just gonna hide you like I I know friends who literally post beautiful content beautiful and then everything they do if not harder they're like definitely working even harder than I do and all of that and they don't get seen. Well, at, at least, you know, this is what I heard. They don't get seen because of in Instagram. And then, of course, I'm sure you've heard like, oh, you don't own your followers on Instagram. Say one day your Instagram crashed. Like, you know, la, 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 all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and also, you just want a place to stock all of your recipes. Because at first, I posted a lot of smoothie bowls, like oatmeal, and a lot of smoothies a lot of smoothies um so though those are like super easy stuff you know just like here's what's in a smoothie blend it done um and then i almost had no savories other than you know hey like fry a couple of eggs don't flip it then you get a sunny side up um so i think when i started posting some baking stuff like i remember writing a very very long caption super long caption to like because you have to bake the cake and then you have to put the icing on it and then you have to sprinkle and then you like all, all the stuff so all, all in all all these reasons so I decided like start a blog well I wanted to start a blog but then of course like a lot of people I was like intimidated this is a lot of work so the, the uh, initial step took a little while to take so while well, that part so my job, I mean, I, again, like I still tell people I love my company. I love the people I work with. I like don't regret a thing. Um, so it, it it was just the nature of where I was. So like I was focusing so much on Shunshin Sink. I just remember I was st- like, I'm one of those, like I have to be in bed by 10 because I have to get up at like 530. Then I work out and then I go work. I remember I was like staying up late and trying to do showing kitchen sink stuff for like you know editing photos for tomorrow and all of that kind of stuff. Every minute that i'm not working, I 'm on showing kitchen sink, so I remember Tom said one day he was like, "You know, like the things that you can't stop doing during your free time is your true passion like." At work basically every time when I finish it, like, oh, okay, this is a deadline. I submit work or it's like five o'clock on a Friday, whatever. I shut my computer. Like, I don't need to look at it again. I don't feel like on the weekend, oh, let me just like look, check my email to see if clients need anything. It's like, you know, it's not really, it's just like a job. And I, but again, I love everything I had. I appreciate my experience more than ever. Um, so that was the turning point. I was like, you know, I really like love this. And then I was investing more and more time in it. So it's almost like I want to take a risk. I almost feel like I spent my whole life. I mean, okay, sorry, mom, I love you. But it's like one of those, I feel like I spent my whole life chasing a dream. I was taught that was a dream. I again I still, you know, loved what I did. I'm still interested in business like what I'm doing right now, and like money and all of that. Um, but it was just like this is truly like I love to create, I love to entertain people. Like what one of my favorite things is one of uh, two of my favorite things is like when people DM me like, Oh my god, I made your um peanut butter chicken. It was delicious and only took me twenty minutes. Oh my god, I love it. Or they messaged me, I just want to let you to know, you bring me so much light, like you and Muffin's video always make me laugh, and like, stuff like that. It really reminds me of what I, like, what am I doing here? So that's always my passion growing up. It, it, it's almost like everything coming full circle. I have n- noticed it, but I was like, oh, that was a hobby. Oh, that was, like, I would be, like, running around cooking growing up, like, to to make really healthy things. I just remember mom was always, like, "Like you eat so healthy. It's just, like, really funny, like, because you're literally a kid. And then you're you're telling me, oh, jujubes is great for blood, mom. Like, you need to put a couple more in there. Like, th- things like that. So it all come in full circle. So I just decided to take a risk. And it, it was also in between my project work so it was like almost like a good timing because it was like oh you know because I was doing so much work for to kitchen singing so I was like this is kind of like good timing my heart is so again I always say it's not that I don't love my work my, my old job it's because I found something I love more
1: Oh, I so love
0: that. So I decided to move on. So it's was when I was like, I still highly recommend to anybody who come to me from my like people who want to interview for my old company, like talk to me. I'm like, I highly recommend it. Like, I love them. I just found something I love more and more passionate about. And then I decided to take a risk and can't say I never looked back. But you know, I'm here. <laughs> you know, people always like that. The line is always like, yeah, I quit my corporate job and then I never looked back. No, I'm like,
1: can't say I never looked back, but I, I'm moving on. I'm here. Yeah. And I mean, it comes with the transition time, right? Like you suddenly yeah. find yourself without, like before your life's so structured, you're working this job. It's very, you know, like you have a lot of control over your situation. You have set times. And then all of a sudden you go to working for yourself and it's harder than people think. I mean, now oh my- during this entire Corona, you know, thing, people are starting to see why working from home is not like <laughs> those and butterflies. Like it is not, it takes a lot of self discipline.
0: Oh, for sure. Like, I feel like it's almost like if you're a crazy busy person, like you literally have meetings back to back, back to back, you can stay on track. But then, oh, it was definitely, it took me a while to feel productive. Cause I mean, again, it's one of those like growing up, school's always like spoon food you it's like you have exams so so basically think of as you have checkpoints and then you have homeworks also another checkpoints you have all these deadlines you have classes and I mean in college yeah it's more on your own but still you still have these but it's just a little less like structured but still structured and then at my corporate job that's also like you move up like, every year, two years, and three years, and then this is the milestone you need to hit. And then, obviously, you have a a mentor assigned to you. So, basically, it was, like, my whole entire life was not only structured, also always had somebody to keep me in check, and then always, like, had... Like, this is my next step. This is what I need to finish. And it's like, I don't need to do any of this. It's just there. And to tell me what to do, okay, I'm just going to do it. So then, yeah, I might have to, you know, do some research and do something extra on my own, but it's always there. So when I first started taking this full time, it was really, I wouldn't even call it hard. It was just like mentally really hard because I feel like I'm a lazy bum. Like I'm not doing anything. And then I have all, so I will put 20 things on my checklist, like to-do list because I'm like, oh my God, I really need to do all of these things. Then I get overwhelmed and I'm doing none of it. And then I feel like I'm so lazy. I'm not being productive. So it was definitely a huge transition to get organized, to think myself like a business because I didn't. At first I was just joking to people. Like when I be like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I don't have a job. It's it just like a jokingly saying that, but you know, like when you joke about it, it's like it's in your brain. So then, late l- later, I realized that, like Tom told me, like friends told me, just like you have to tell them, you know, what you do. It's not shameful. It's not you decided to taste your passion. A lot of people like are so like would die to be in your position. It's like you know, I definitely am grateful, like having Tom and having, you know, what I have to be able to do this um so yeah it was really hard I'm sure you know so I'm still adjusting to it it's just one of those like you have to have a really 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 crazy self-discipline which I can't say I have great ones but getting (laughs)
1: there oh I'm the same way yeah it's always a learning process of okay that style doesn't work for me like I've got a you know, narrow down focus. And, you know, I'm just, I always love hearing what people do, you know, as far as scheduling or just trying to keep themselves on track for. So do you have any like productivity tips or scheduling tips that you found have worked for you? You know, whether that comes to, you know, the recipe testing or writing or photography, like how do you plan out your day to hopefully be as productive as possible? Yeah, so I definitely
0: went through the whole learning because at first, I didn't even know how I lived like back then. It was like I always had a planner, but I never wrote in it because I just I would always buy a really pretty planner at the beginning of the year. You know, like, oh, I'm going to write my name on it, my phone number, and my email address. And I would, like, start writing the first week, and that was about it. And then Because another reason is because I write in and I never look. Yeah. So it's like, I might as well just not do anything. Anyway, so I I think the first few months, I didn't really do that. So it was just one of those, like, I have a checklist every day. Um, and But then things, like like what I said, I started putting a lot of things on it, and then things go over, just super unorganized, super unorganized. Um, and then I started using a planner. So I do I, – I I still have, the like, the planner, but – it's not like I use it all the time because sometimes things can get overwhelming because you know, when you have a lot of partnerships, you have posts like I ideas for next month. Like you want to have an editorial calendar, like a book, like a little book it almost as hard to do. So then, um, last year. So like towards the end of last year, um, I got Asana, if you ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, a, so it's a planner. Well, it's more than a planner. It's, it's a project planner um, online. So um, that made it a lot better almost. Well, so now I use both. So it's kind of like I have that in my back pocket for long-term things. So like I will have things I need to remember in a month. Like I'll remember to submit this in three weeks or like remember to remind them, um, a follow-up email in a month like I I use it mostly for that for like bigger picture but then daily I have a weekly like this week I'm gonna shoot these three recipes or like new recipes that come up to my mind that's not on Asana I will write that and then my (laughs) I even write so to make myself feel like I'm not wasting my time doing certain things. Cause you know, like, I feel like when I'm home, it's almost like I'm obligated to, I have to walk my dog because my my husband's at work. So it's like, I have to go do, go grocery shopping. I have to do some house chores. I mean, obviously because I'm home. So not, not that I'm complaining. So like, it's fine. But then you have to schedule that in. Then I cross them off. Oh, best feeling. So mm-hmm. then I'll be literally like going to the gym. So, I would put it on, go in the gym, make breakfast, and post on on Instagram. Oh, but for the longest time, I didn't count. So this is crazy because Instagram is literally where I started my business. For the longest time, I didn't put Instagram, like, posting or, like, doing stories, talking on Instagram because, you know, I talk, like, a hundred times before I post a frame. So it's, like, I didn't put that on my calendar. So... It's almost like, what did I do from like nine to 10 every day? Like, what did I do? Or like, what did I do from eight to like five to six in the afternoon? Like I drew, what did I, What I, you know, but then I felt so drained. But then I was like, I realized, oh, because I was posting, I was engaging. I was uh, and uh, answering DMs. I was answering comments or I was editing photos on my phone. So again, that's another thing. It's like for our job, it's like, half of this it is on your phone, right? Well, I would say half, pretty much almost half of it's on your phone. But when you're doing things on your phone, you almost don't feel like this is work. Yes, exactly. It's like, it has to be in your computer. Because like I was like, because I remember I would be, oh, um, I, I don't know, do, doing a com- compression for my leg at, at a wellness place while I'm editing a photo for a partnership and send it for approval and also the for the caption. So that was totally work. It was like, you know, sponsorship, but then it was almost like I didn't feel like I worked because I was on my phone the whole entire time or like other people would see me, they, they were just thinking I'm probably slacking, doing something. So it was another thing hard for you mentally to feel like, oh, you actually worked 10 hours today. But you're on your phone for four hours. So you feel like, were you slacking? Like, you know, what did you do? Um, but anyway, so back to the question, I definitely use both Avasana, highly recommend. Um, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but like once you get a hang of it, it's like super easy to use compared to calendar. But I use calendar for more short term, for me to just cross off things for the set, set, satisfaction <laughs> to cross
1: things off. I love that. And I'm the same. Yeah. Oh, that hits home so much. And I don't think anyone's ever actually brought up that point on this podcast where that is a valid feeling that I think a lot of us feel where you're at home and there are things you have to do. You know what I mean? Like cleaning the kitchen up after a, you know, your recipe testing these things, like all these little things that actually do contribute to your work. We just don't count them. And then, yeah, at the end of the day, we wonder why we're so tired It's like, okay. I was actually like up at five and I've been technically working ever since besides like three food breaks. Like that's it. And so it is crazy. Like I just don't, I think sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit because we think we have it easy because we're home. But in reality, like all work is valid. Everyone works at a different place, a different, you know, uh, pace, all that stuff. Um, So yeah, I just, I think that is very important to remember and to even, yeah, schedule in the small stuff and cross it off because we all deserve that satisfaction.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that's uh, another thing It's like interesting. My, so this is obviously before this whole coronavirus, my my husband would still go to work. Um, He would be like, oh, well, I wouldn't say he says I have easy working home, but I take it as what that's what he meant, but you know, he wouldn't say that. He's like, No, I didn't mean like you have it easy, but you know, since you work from home, it's harder to go to the office. That was that okay. So that's what he says. He's like, It's hard to go to the office, or like, you know, it takes more work to go to the office. Um, but you know, you can just stay in your PJs and work at home. Well, he, yeah, he definitely works more now because he he now knows it's like he would roll out of bed and then he start working. That's how, I mean, I feel the same way like what you just said. It's like, I feel like every waking minute, every waking hour I'm working, it's like I get up at, well, I, then again, I don't call it work because that's another thing hard for me to adjust. Well, not what well, I would to say hard for me to adjust. It's like, um it's like work life balance because for our what we do work is life life is work <laughs> if you really want to count it as work and then it's like a lot of content is like your food your life blog like uh an instagram blogger you like you know people want to know your life that's how you connect with people um so you know you wake up like five thirty, and then they you know people want to know my morning routine but i'm just like you know what i don't want to talk to anybody right now because this is my time but you know but that people want to know my morning routine so i'm gonna to have to be like oh, good morning guys i just wake up and here's my tea and then you know technically you count that as work right because that that's the content people like want to see and you're, you're creating content. So then you I'm walking muffin and like, you know, I'm like, good morning. I'm just, um, you know, going on a walk. And, but, so I am definitely, that's uh, going back to what I said. I'm the least social media savvy person. It doesn't really come natural to me. A lot of times it's like, I need to like, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to be on story actually, I don't even want to film this, like, I just want, you know, there are definitely a lot of those moments, it's, like, a, definitely a balance, but it's, like, every, I just feel, like, every waking hour, I'm doing something for showing strength sync, which, again, it's a good thing, because I love what I do, that's why I'm not complain. like, I never, I mean, I, I do do that, but, like, I never complain about working 12 hours a day, everything is for showing stream sync, because I love it, yeah, but, Going back to working from home, it's definitely not easy because.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, nope. There's a lot more, a lot more to it that people just don't always see. So um, maybe this time we'll show some people, but well, who knows? Uh, but yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, after this, I'm sure like things are gonna change a
0: ton. Like there are gonna be a lot of working from home and um, situations because I feel like now you're forced into it. It's almost like, yeah, I mean, the world keeps going. Like you, you know, people still have meetings and everything and then the pollution has like gone away so maybe we should do this like once like a week every month or something to give earth a break
1: oh definitely yeah there's a lot of good that can come out of this situation and uh you know i think people will pick up on little things like that but you know and as the final question kind of tying everything together is you know, you started this out as just a very kind of curious exploration hobby. It kept growing, kept growing, and you've grown alongside with it. So something I just kind of wanted to see your input on is over time, how has your, you know, relationship to brands, compensation, sponsored work kind of shifted? So I'm just kind of curious, like, when did you decide, like, the time was right to go from, you know, just here's some free product for you to Recipe test and photograph and make the pro, you know pro, make the post and do the caption and tag us to you know you asking for uh, you know a comp you know compensation monetary value whatever it is that you think is fit to the work you do like when did that mindset shift happen of my work is worth compensation my work is worth this you know this set amount um so that definitely didn't shift at the beginning
0: and i would say it's it definitely happened like over a year ago before i started like my blog my blog um i i realized it so it 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 was definitely one of those like i I realized it i know i have a worth but yet it didn't I, i didn't actually really feel my worth until probably the end of last year um or towards the end of last year maybe like just the the past 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 year which just put it out front everybody who's out listening it does not matter how many followers you have how big of engagement you have how many likes you get how like it like literally doesn't matter like what your account is like what your you know so social is like your work this like the time you spend on your work is worth compensation like period you uh, but then again the compensation can you you have to define the compensation right because at first so before I realized all, all of this it's really one of those like I thought my worth is a bag of granola but it's my favorite granola so like you know like and then also like I really like these people they're so nice and like I didn't mind um but I really do think and then a. a it's definitely like a balance because there are a lot of small brands who just can't afford, um, they don't have a budget and then they want to get their names out. And then maybe in the future when they do have budget that will come into play that kind of thing. So it definitely takes that into like consideration. But, um, I guess I didn't really feel like I should start getting compensating for my time. Well, for a few reasons. Well, one, At first, when I first started this, obviously, I was so disorganized. So then every partnership or like time I have to create for content for other people, not growing my blog, because I actually started my blog really late on. I didn't start my blog blog, my website, until I quit my job already. So it was like, I I don't recommend that. You you definitely should already have a blog, and the blog was going, which is also hard because it was hard to start. You need a lot of time. Anyway, um, so... I was like adding more time in my, on my calendar to create content for other people Well, I felt like I could have created the content for my blog to grow my blog. Um, cause you know, for Google, it takes time. It takes, you need to have a lot of posts. So be even like good post to be able to rank and you have to learn photography. You have to learn all of those things. So that was when I was like, <sighs> partnerships like adds a lot of stress to my calendar to me. And you know so the the price has to balance that like y- if you want to sacrifice this amount of time which you can spend you know doing something to grow your blog and spend an hour to learn seo you're gonna pay me for that so that was the one thing but then i obviously didn't realize how much it could pay and then the transition a little bit better was when i would start turning people down you have to be able to say no, because at first I was like, oh, I don't know. They're like, you know, like small brands. These people are so nice. I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody. And also granola is great. let bad granola. Um, that's probably why I started my count. I want some free granola, you know. Um. Anyway, um. so when I started turning people down, also because I physically do not have any pen, pen pantry space anymore i have a walk-in pantry i was like i I actually cannot take any of this free stuff you can't pay me because i don't i just don't have room for free stuff um but then it was one of those like you just have to be able to turn people down that was the transitions like you either pay me or you you know i don't send me stuff but then sometimes, if you really want it, you can always try it out before you start. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to go into details. And then the next trans- transition is. So this is a big one. It took me a whole year to realize that. So I started kind of having that mindset a little bit better. I can't say I'm perfect. So um, Vienna last year, you have to treat yourself like a business. So. We are treated and we treat ourselves, and a lot of brands treat us. You know, we're food bloggers, or this is a hobby. Going back to this is a hobby because, you know, you guys seem so fun. You love doing it. This is just a hobby. Um, So you have to think you're a business, you have an editorial calendar, you have a schedule, you have other things that's, you know, on your to do list. Again, going back to you need to compensate it for the time that you could have used to do something else to grow your business and then now you pay me for that um you have to treat yourself like a business and then you really talk like a business because at first i feel like i was almost you know oh like how about um this much money oh you know like if you don't have a budget it's fine and then you like Then you think you're charging too much or like you think, oh, I don't know. Like what what if they're like, oh, you know, we won't go with her. She's like asking for money. You know, it's just one of those, like you're still treating yourself like you're a blogger. You're, this is your hobby. You're just an influencer. But if you're a business, I mean, I have... I also have a couple, like not not employees, like contractors who like uh, help me do Pinterest and help me do stuff. I mean, they're not my employees, but imagine if this my employees. Like, you know, I have employees to take care of. This is my business, and you know, I have to put bread on the table. I'm not gonna waste my time doing this. So this is um this is not my hobby. This is my business. You have to think yourself as a business. I'm not sitting around waiting for you to change your date, to wait for you to bark, like, you know, tell me, Oh, like if you feel, I don't, I don't make fun of anybody, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, for, for people to say like, Oh, we'll send you this. If you really like it, tag us on Instagram. You know, I appreciate that. But it's like, I'm, I don't have ta- like, I have an editorial calendar. I save all these spots for either the content that's driving traffic to my blog which is growing my blog or these contents that's paid. Like I'm doing sponsorship. I'm doing my long-term partnership with the partners that I like truly enjoy, or I'm driving traffic to my blog. So if you don't fit one of those, that's not in the business plan. And like, if this is not a hop, if you think about it, if you're a business business, have business plan. And you need to get approval of like, you have to take many things into consideration to run a business. But if this is a hobby, you have plenty of time. You want to post on Monday. You want to post on Friday. You want to do it tomorrow. Actually, Oh, actually the shipment got delayed. I, you know, I forgot, you know, you can do anything. So the most important thing for anybody is like to treat this like a business. You are worth it because this is your business. And then oh, and another thing, why you're worth it. It doesn't matter how much followers you have. You have an audience. Like follower counts doesn't mean, like it's not necessarily equivalent to the conversion rate. You could have a very small following, but everybody's super loyal. Like whatever you tell them what you like, they go buy it. Or you can have a million followers, people just scrolling through because, you know, whatever you post, it's like, they don't really care what you use they just like the photo it just like it really doesn't matter so just like you have to treat yourself like a business and you're worth it your time is worth it your stress is worth it
1: yes oh I, I love that I think that is such an important mindset shift to make if you're in that place where you want to up level and take it to the next step just to really like analyze you know how your Approaching the situation because that affects how others approach the situation as well. It's a you know give and pull situation. So, oh, I love that. And where can people find you for your amazing recipes and all the fun stuff and muffin and <laughs> you just have an amazing. I love following your Instagram. So,
0: so you can find me on my Instagram account Shuangyi's Kitchen Sink, um, and or on my food blog on my web on my website Shuangyi'sKitchenSink.com. And one day, if I have a Twitter, when I learn social media, maybe you will be able to find me on Twitter, Sink again, too.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> what an episode. Um, I'm still laughing, just listening back and editing it over. She's just such a delight. And I'm I'm happy we got to connect with us. So if you guys want to connect, learn more about her. She's on Instagram at sink. I'm on there at Emily Feichel's and at Let's Thrive Podcast. We'd love to connect, share this on your story, let us know what resonated, and you can always support the show. Uh, You know the drill. Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. I hate to ask, but it's the only way to grow a podcast, folks. So I appreciate anything you can do. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.